All right, we'll go ahead and uh, pray together, and then we'll get started uh, our study this evening. So, Father, we thank you for uh, tonight, this chance we have to gather together, to, um, to fellowship with one another, to see one another, to worship together, to, to learn, and to um, think together on book written by by John Bunyan and um, all the things that it, it illustrates of the Christian life. Um, Father, we are thankful uh, tonight that, that Bill uh, Preston came through his procedure. We pray that you would help him to uh, continue to heal. We, we pray for Pat as well as she's going to be having the uh, procedure for the kidney stones and um, pray that you would be with her with that. We um, Lord, we pray for Mike tonight that you would help him to continue to uh, to get better, to, to feel stronger, that, uh, Father, the, the medication would work in fighting this infection and getting rid of it. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you would work uh, there. And um, Father, we pray for Deborah and Roy and um, their procedures that, that are coming up. Lord, pray that you would be with them. And um, Lord, Jacob, as he... Um, is hiking, Lord, we pray uh, for him as well, that you would be with him. And, uh, Father, be with us tonight as we continue to uh, study and look at this book. And, and Lord, may you uh, use it to teach us, Father, that um, our understanding of you and, and of the Christian life might be, uh, Lord, increased. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, all right. Tonight, we come back and we're um, going to see how Christian and Hopeful are doing as they're traveling down the, the narrow way to the celestial city. And um, last time we saw, they, they just did narrowly escape Doubting Castle and the Giant Despair um, and, and talked about some of, of what that symbolized. And so tonight... We're going to look at um, how they come to the delectable mountains. Um, delectable actually means um, highly pleasing or, or delightful. Um, it's a good thing. Um, uh, if you use it to refer to food, it, it's, it means you know, delicious and, and good to eat. And so um, it's a very positive thing, a very pleasing thing. So, um, and... The, the section of the book that we're in now is, is referred to as the, as the eighth stage of the book. But actually, the, the delectable mountains were mentioned way back earlier um, in, the, in the book and actually in the third stage, so earlier on in the book. And uh, if you remember, when Christian came to uh, the palace, beautiful, and, and while he was there, he was shown from the top of the palace, they took him up to the top, to the roof, and he was able to see there these mountains. And this is what we read. Behold, at a great distance he saw a most pleasant mountainous country, beautified with woods, vineyards, fruits of all sorts, flowers also with springs and fountains, very delectable to behold. Then he asked the name of the country. They said it was Emmanuel's land. From there you may see to the gate of the celestial city, as the shepherds that live there will make appear. 
And so now we're, we're five stages later in the book, uh, quite a, a ways farther into the story. And now Christian and hopeful actually arrive at uh, these delectable mountains. And when they come on the mountain, they find shepherds there. And these shepherds on this mountain are feeding their sheep. And, um, you know, after they had they'd been on the roof and they had seen this mountain, and then they went and, and started again on their way, you know, you can kind of lose your, your bearings, didn't know exactly where they were. And so they asked the shepherds, where exactly is this? And this was the answer of the shepherds, very, very similar to what we just read. These mountains are Emmanuel's land. And they are within sight of his city. And the sheep also were his, and he laid down his life for them. And this is, of course, symbolic. It's taken from John 10 and Jesus himself when he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so on these mountains, we have these under-shepherds that are feeding the sheep of the great shepherd. And so these mountains are, again, um, in the story, symbolic of the church. And this is actually the third time that that Bunyan has depicted the church in his book. Uh, If you remember, the the first was in the interpreter's house. This was back in the second stage of of the book. And there there were many rooms in this house, and Christian was kind of taken through and shown one by one through these different items and different people. And um, we read that it was for his education. He was to learn and and to be taught these truths of the faith. And this is one of the the primary duties of the church, to teach, to instruct uh, in the scriptures and in sound doctrine. Also, the, the church was represented in the next stage at the Palace Beautiful. And here it was described as this, Christian goes in and he's, great feast that, that they eat with the finest food and um, has great fellowship there with, um, with other pilgrims and, and is in, greatly encouraged. And so, again, symbolic of feasting on the Word of God together. Um, and there also Christian received his armor and to, to continue on in the rest of his pilgrimage. So he was prepared, he was equipped for what he would face. Again, one of the great purposes of the church. And then here in the eighth stage, um, it's just an incredible mountain with, with meadows and fruit and fountains, and it's a, it's a great place of refreshment and being cared for by the... Um, there was a, another Puritan um, who wrote and talked about the local church gathering on the Lord's Day as being the marketplace of the soul. So it's a place to gather those things that are needed through through the reading of the Scriptures and through corporate prayer together, through singing, through hearing the Word faithfully preached. It's just an incredible illustration of the feeding of the soul and, and the encouragement and the strengthening that is to happen among God's people. And that's what Bunyan is depicting for us in this part of the book. Um, We learn the names of four of these shepherds, and it's knowledge, experience, watchful, and sincere. And and we read that actually what these shepherds do is they take uh, 
Christian and they take hopeful and they walk them around to these other surrounding hills and, and mountains and um, show them different, different sites and different things that they see. And so the first hill that these shepherds take uh, the pilgrims to is called Hill Error. Uh, the hill begins, and it, it, it describes it as kind of a really subtle slope of going upwards. And then right when it gets to the top, it's a, it's a sudden, immediate drop off of the other side. And as the pilgrims stand at the top, they see uh, several bodies at the bottom just been dashed into pieces. And they're, they're mangled, and they're just kind of lying there, dead at the bottom of this mountain. It's kind of a grisly scene. And... The shepherds tell them that the, the bodies of those who listened to Hymenaeus and Philetus um, are the ones that are down at the bottom of this hill. And it's a reference to 2 Timothy. Um, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, uh, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened, they are upsetting the faith of some. And so the, the shepherds tell the, the pilgrims here that the bodies of these uh, that have listened to them have been left out, unburied, uncovered, uh, on purpose for everyone to see, to look down from the top of this mountain and to, to view as a warning, to not go over this hill. And... Um, it represents here in the story those who go over the cliff kind of from orthodoxy, from historical orthodox Christian teaching into doctrinal error. Um, we all have, uh, you know, those parts of, of Scripture or doctrine that um, we really want to, to understand it and we want to, we want to make it kind of make sense in our minds but sometimes when we, when we press things too far that we, we don't find in Scripture, if we go beyond Scripture, if we try to fill in the gap somehow um, in our doctrinal understanding, we get into trouble. And we um, need to be very careful where Scripture has not spoken or, or given us an answer to the things that we want to know. It's a very easy way of going off this cliff of error. Uh, the second spot, that, so the first one is the hill error. The second spot uh, the shepherds take the pilgrims to is that of Mount Caution. And this is a really interesting uh, part because the pilgrims look out and they see these men who are blind. Um, and, and they're wandering around these gravestones and these tombs and talks about how they're kind of groping around, they're feeling out trying to, to feel their way around and they're stumbling and falling over these graves. And again, it's kind of an eerie scene. And here again, Christian asked the shepherds, what does this mean? And the shepherd answered them and said, well, there's a fence right over there. And if you jump that fence, it takes you to Bypass Meadow. And many, many pilgrims have gone that way uh, because the, the narrow way is so rough in that place, and the meadow looks so easy, they take that way. 
But when you take the meadow, you end up at Doubting Castle and the giant despair. And so the men that you see that are blind and groping around are those that have been captured by the giant. They've been put in his dungeon and uh, he, he gouged their eyes out and he's made them wander around this graveyard for the rest of their days. And, um, and they say that, that by doing this, it fulfills the proverb that says, One who wanders from the way of good sense will rest in the assembly of the dead. Well, of course, what, the, what these shepherds don't know is that Christian and Hopeful have just escaped Doubting Castle and Giant Despair before they came to, this, to, to these mountains. And Bunyan writes this, Then Christian and Hopeful looked upon one another with tears gushing out, but yet said nothing to the shepherds. And so the reason for the tears was not so much the, the state of, of those who were wandering around the tombs, though that is very sad. Uh, the tears were for the realization that it should have been them as well. Christian and hopeful should be there with them because they too left the way of good sense, as the proverb said. And yet... It's the grace of God that they are not wandering around the tombs, but are now on delectable mountains and, and not among the dead. And so um, it's what here we see Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. He says, For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's the Lord who, who sustained Christian, who sustained Hopeful in the castle. It's Him who provided a way for them to escape. Um, and that realization is sinking into Christian and Hopeful. And that's what leads them to, to these tears that they're crying as they look out. Um, the shepherds can continue on and they... They take the pilgrims again to another place that's in the valley. And in this valley, there's a door in the side of the hill. And and the door is called the byway to hell. And the shepherds, they tell the pilgrims, look, go over there, open up this door, and and take a look inside. I want you to see what's there. And so they they describe it as being very dark and smoky. It's got a, a rumbling noise like fire, the... They hear the, the cry of those who are being tormented. They, they smell the scent of brimstone in, in the air um, as they look into through this door. And, and the significant point of the door being here in, in the story is how far along we are in the book. And it, how far it is through the pilgrimage of life. I mean, we're a significant way into the book at this point, and... and Yet here is still those who are leaving um, this way on their pilgrimage and, and are going through this door. And so there's a conversation between Hopeful and the shepherds that happens, and this is what we read. Then said Hopeful to the shepherds, I perceive that every one of these on the other side of the door showed themselves to be pilgrims, just like we do now. And the shepherds said, yes. And they held it a long time, too. They, they were they were on this way a long time. And so Hopeful says, well, how far might they go 
in pilgrimage before they're miserably cast out. Shepherd says, well, some have gone farther and some have not gone as far as these mountains. And so it says, the pilgrims said one to another, we need to cry to the strong for strength. And so again, Bunyan is really drawing out this truth that uh, over and over again, how many times throughout the book have we seen this warning? Of, of false professions of faith. Warning that, that someone be a believer in name only. And uh, warning that there's, there's been profession of Jesus without possession of Jesus. And even at this late point in the journey, there's still the possibility that, that someone will not persevere to the end. And so they'll prove themselves to have never been born again. Um, it, it was a very serious concern for the Puritans. And um, also a, a concern in our context as well. It's, um, it's, it's a very easy thing for us to know the words to say that other people want to hear, to do what's expected of us, um, to come to church because we're expected to, or um, all of those different things. There, there's little consequence in our context for negative consequences consequence for for being a believer such as as persecution or something like that so it's an easy thing um, to to have this false profession so we we need to be very um, cognizant of that and and know that and be examining ourselves to that end Um, and so that's that's the point that that Bunyan's making at this part of the book and notice as the pilgrims state here at the end of this dialogue, the Lord is the one who must sustain. The one is the one who must keep us and who must preserve us, and therefore we ought to pray in that way. Well, the, the shepherds go on and they take uh, pilgrims to one last hill, and it's called Clear. And this is the hill where they can look out and they can see the gate to the celestial city. They're this their, their goal, the, the end result, it's, it's where they're headed. And so they, they're given a, a telescope to kind of look through to see if they can see the gate of the city. And, and it says that, um, it, it mentions their hands were actually shaking because of, of what they had just seen in these two previous places. But it also says they could very kind of vaguely make out the gate. And to make out the glory uh, of the place that was there. Um, again, it's a, a reference to um, the church body gathered together. The church body gathered together to worship. We get this, this small little glimpse um, of what it will be one day when we are all worshiping together. So, um, and as often happens in Pilgrim's Progress after this, the, the pilgrims, they went away and singing a song of joy. And this is what they sang. Thus by the shepherds, secrets are revealed, which from all other men are kept concealed. Come to the shepherds then if you would see things deep, things hid, and that mysterious be. And so in the allegory, in in the story, in the symbolism of it, the shepherds are the pastors. They're preachers. They're teachers. And so now this is not saying that, that those who are called to the pastor, that those who are called to teach and, and preach 
uh, possess some kind of mysterious, mystical power. That, that's not what this is saying. It's, it's not the case. The point is that, that those of us who are called to teach and to preach and to shepherd devote our lives to the study of the Word, the prayer, to preparation to deliver the Word rightly to you and to, to communicate the truth that you may understand. Every single week we, we labor to do that. Um, and so therefore the responsibility then, responsibility then of the believer is to come prepared to the Lord's house and ready to hear, to, to receive the message that the, the Holy Spirit is, is speaking through the preaching of His Word. And so that's the point of what, what Bunyan's drawing out here um, in the, the worship of the local church together. Um, so before parting ways with the shepherds, each one of them uh, hands the pilgrim something or says something to them. Um, they get a map of the way. They get, um, they're told to beware of the flatterer, which is a false teacher, someone that tells them what they want to hear. They're told not to sleep upon enchanted ground. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, in the future. But the point is that they not rest, that they not um, take for granted the fact that they are on this pilgrimage. Uh, but that there's stay alert and stay watchful. That, and then sincere uh, prayed for them and as they went away. And, uh, and with that, they left. And so uh, next time we'll, we'll come back uh, together as we start looking at this. We'll, we'll see a character named Ignorance and, and talk more about him. So let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we, again, we... We're thankful for your design of the church, Father, of, of the way that, that you have constructed it to, to be a place where we are fed, where we are encouraged, where we are challenged. Um, Father, where, where there is conviction um, through preaching and teaching and in the reading of your word, we, uh, we just pray, Father, that you would... Um, Lord, help us to, to come, Lord, expecting, uh, with expectation as we meet together to, to praise your name, Lord, in, in all the different ways that we do when we meet. Uh, Father, we pray that you will be with us this week as we go from here, that you will keep us, uh, Father, and, and help us as we, we worship and obey. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you.